What's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I have with us alcoholic beverage connoisseur Mike Twine joining us. How you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. I've been really looking forward to having this conversation with you. <laughs> so this yeah. is going to be a it's going to be a fun recording. Definitely. I'm I'm excited as well. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> Great stuff. Really quick, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to everybody. You know, I want to give a shout out to all the listeners of all over the world in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, everybody all around. I want to quickly thank you guys for continuing to listening to like, share, subscribe. Be sure to follow us on IG at sane underscore show. Again, that's sane underscore show. S-A-N-E underscore show and then on facebook the same show and then the same with twitter at same underscore show s-a-n-e underscore show today we're going to be talking about beer wine and spirits i'm excited man and then we're also going to talk about what are you passionate about followed by all of that we're going to have our interview with mike so that you guys can learn more about him and all the cool things that he has going on as well Let's go ahead and hop into it. Again, beer, wine, and spirits. We were talking about earlier, the world of alcoholic beverages is interesting. And one of the things I had learned from personal experience is that you just had to take the time to learn about it. And that with beer, I guess for me, it started with beer. I didn't really gain interest in learning about beers until drinking craft brews. And I know a lot of that came from doing the beer tastings with you and mm. Jonathan, Definitely. you know, it was it, like you, you played a major role in <laughs> me learning more about this world. I, 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 what, what's your, what's your take on it? When you, when you think about like how people look at the world of a- alcoholic beverages? I mean, I'm not that old and haven't been in the industry for years and years, but I've run into quite a different group of people. So there's certain groups where they only drink one thing. Those are usually like the older crowd. They only drink one thing, what they know, the tried and true stuff like Budweiser and Bud Light, stuff that's been around and it's easy to make, not too much flavor. But then you also run into people who just want to try anything. They they might look at a label and the label looks so crazy or the name. I, I don't know if you've heard any crazy names of beers, but they can come up with some really, really crazy names and people try based off that. Or for in, in your case, I know there was a, a quite a few darker beers that we tried and you realized you like the darker beers just a little yeah. bit more than you like the easy <laughs> stuff. So there's a, a vast with this industry, there's a vast, vast area or, or different crowd of people that you run into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It, and, you know, it's, it's crazy, too, is how it's almost like with different beers. Not saying that, not trying to stereotype people, but from what I see, the large majority drink a certain kind of beer. You know, you might uh-huh. find a lot more hipsters drinking like IPAs. Yeah. And you might yeah. find a lot of your, I guess, like your old heads you know, drinking mm-hmm. the things, your your traditional lagers, like your younglings, yep. your Budweiser's yep. and Bud Lights and things of that nature. And then yeah. you have people, I like to consider myself in the middle, whereas I drink whatever. I like to try it all. Yeah, and yeah. Be able to decipher the difference between 
each one and and honestly be like you be able to go to somebody and tell them like okay this all right what are you looking for like I, i've had those moments where i'm at a bar and uh, they have like all these selections and you know friends are trying to figure out what they want to drink and i'm like well what do you got to take this for um yeah okay this is what we need to be looking at and <laughs> might want to try this might want to try that see which one is to your liking and you know go from there so yeah, yeah. now also this is something that I can thank my girlfriend for this as well. Getting turned on to wine. Okay. Because especially like going to the wine tastings that you posted and really learning about wine. And again, like it's, there's a whole, there's a whole world. Yeah. This. Like I didn't know that because how do wines get like, what uh, is based on a grape. That's how they get their names. Right. Correct. Correct. There's a lot of blends out there, which it'll just really go into the blend. But like a Chardonnay or a Cabernet or a Pinot Grigio, something like that. That's the actual name of the grape. That's what the wine is. So that's the style of it. But you, you'll have the winery or wherever the wine comes from, they'll put their name on it. So it'll mm-hmm. be their name and then the style of it, which is the grape. It's a very, very, it's a whole world. It's a whole world. In the three industries alone, there's, they have their own world. Right. It's interesting, too, because even though, like, okay, you have alcoholic beverages, you have beers, wines, and spirits, and then with each one, it's great. It's like, okay, so with the three different types of alcoholic beverages, one there's, they all, they're on separate silos, and then when you dive deeper into each one, yeah. you see, like, the different categories and subcategories amongst each, because exactly. what, with wines, what, yeah, white, reds, and so, beer, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but yeah, definitely. With, with wine, you have left or right, white or red, but then you have a bunch of different styles of white. You got different places they come from and, and different soils and way they're processed, so they have different flavors. Like, all, all Chardonnays aren't created equal, which is a white wine. It's usually aged, oak aged in barrels, and and even that, they're not all aged in barrels, but they're not all created equally. So mm-hmm. with white wines, you might have five or six different style white wines. And then you have a hundred, not that many, but quite a few styles of red, which the processes are similar, but they're also different to get those flavor profiles. For, you say, me, you know, you look, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to ask you when you say the processes are similar, but they're different to get those different flavor styles. So like I was saying about aged in oak barrels. Not all wines are aged in oak barrels to get that smoky or, or maybe like a buttery flavor. They might go straight from being crushed and straight to bottle. They might sit for a little bit. They might go to those oak barrels or concrete barrels where they get, they ferment a little bit more and they get a little bit more of the flavor profiles. But they're, again, they're not all the same. They're, they're kind of different. It, it all depends on which style you're going for. Okay. Yeah. So let's touch on spirits now. Okay. Because I know you talk about barrel. Mm-hmm. You made me think about whiskey, bourbon, uh-huh. yeah. barrel-aged drinks. Like, yeah. So that's just, again, that's really cool. And again, the same, it's the same thing with, with spirits. And I remember you were teaching me one time with spirits as far as, like, how they even get their names. Like, crown like no was it tequila and it was something like the, the these drinks where they're they're based on where they're from 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are definitely based on where they're from. They're the the ingredients that go into them. They might be from those certain areas. That's why those are more popular there. Where I think you were going with that, like, so like something like barrel aged. Those are usually for whiskeys, and it depends on which quality of whiskey it is because everything can be barrel-aged, but the certain amount of time they're barrel-aged, the certain barrel they're in, the certain environment the barrel is in by itself, the, the certain mm-hmm. wood the barrel could be made of, those all can change the flavor profile of the same whiskey. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And another thing, just like I was saying, all Chardonnays aren't created equal. It's, it's the same with something like whiskeys. So I'm sure you heard of bourbon, you've heard of whiskey, and you've heard right. of scotch, correct? Mm-hmm. So all of those pretty much are the same thing. It's just whiskey, everything's whiskey that's on the whiskey spectrum. Mm-hmm. But bourbon is made in a certain area, which is in Kentucky. So mm-hmm. only bourbons from Kentucky can be named bourbon. And then... From uh, Scotch is the same thing with Kentucky. It's, it, it comes from Scotland. Now, there are some, you know, people that know something about it. They might say, like, Scotches are, are something that are just aged a little longer, which there are some Scotches like that. But, again, the factual names of those particular ones, like Scotch and bourbon, are coming from those actual areas. Right. That's just like, let me, let me go back to, to wine real quick just to give you another example. So you've heard of champagne, correct? Right. So champagne, there's nothing that's champagne unless it's from the actual area, champagne in France. So anything else is just a sparkling wine or, or something like Prosecco is from Italy. And that's Italy's version of champagne. Does that make sense? I remember you telling me that. Yeah. I, I actually do. It's, it's funny you bring that up because... I was just thinking a few seconds ago, I was like, crap, we forgot about champagne. <laughs> but <laughs> you're telling me that champagne is a wine. Champagne, correct. Is a wine. It's oh, made, oh. All wine is made from grapes. Okay. So, so it's grapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it, I guess it, it's that champagne has become so wildly popular and it's really like uh, its own thing that we put it in its own category if you think about it it's yeah like, i want wine yeah or, no i want champagne you know <laughs> but it's like champagne i i never really i mean i remember you telling me about champagne coming from champagne france right yeah, correct but i mean maybe i wasn't paying attention but i missed the part where it was like that's a wine <laughs> so because yeah. it, it's yeah. made from grapes Yep, all wines are made from grapes. No matter what they call, what kind of bottle they're in, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So if it comes from grapes, it's a, it's a style of wine. And you know what makes each all of them unique is that one. Well, before I even say that, one of the things I was also going to say is when we talk about aging, mm-hmm. because when we talk about alcoholic beverages across the board, that is something that is important no matter beer, wine, or spirits. It's right. right. It's age. And I mean, not to say that the 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 longer it's age, the better it is. I mean that that is in some case, but because you know everybody has their own right reasoning or the, whatever it is as part of their ingredients yeah. to say, all right, yeah. we'll age it for two years, we'll age it for fifty. Got you. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because 
something I got to add to when I was talking about bourbon, scotch, stuff like that. Something like bourbon, because you might have some some other connoisseurs on there that know a little bit more information. I don't really want to leave this out. So another criteria to go under bourbon, they have to be aged a certain amount of time. So I think it's I think it's above two years or, or certain ones above four years. And uh, I'm sure you've, you know, come across, we'll just say whiskey at different spectrums, four years, 12 years, 15. There's all different ones. But to be whiskey or bourbon or scotch, to fit under those criteria, it, it can't just come from that area. It has to, but it also has to be aged a certain way in a certain amount of time as well. I, I, I left that part out. I just wanted to add that. With the with the aging process, if you think about beer, wine, and spirits, they all play into the aging, I want to say almost the same way. So with beer, usually your dark beers, the ones that are really, they have a lot of malt, they're just dark beers. They can, they can hold that age. Because beer, the ingredients, they don't last that long. It expires. Same with wine, but go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to ask you like with your porters and your stouts because right. i remember you were telling me about guinness and foreign extra stout how it's a lot darker than just a regular guinness draft that we yeah. see in on bar taps and you were yeah. telling me back in the old days when they were transported by boat mm-hmm. and they had to make it dark so that it could it retain mm-hmm. right and yeah. be able to make that trip yeah so yeah yeah, that was that. Uh, I remember it was the the foreign extra. It was mm-hmm. like nine percent alcohol. But yeah, right. that's exactly right. That's why they certain ingredients and the more maltier, the more heavier stuff, so it can stand up to that sitting process, that aging process. With wine, it's the same way. So a lot of people believe in the myth that if it's aged, it's it's better. Well, in some cases it is, but not all cases, because white wine, you don't typically age white wine. Any type of white wine that's been sitting around for a couple of years is not going to be good stuff at all. Unless it's, it, again, it's, it's different qualities, but mm-hmm. if you have like a, a five, 10-year-old Chardonnay, you might want to throw that in the garbage. But if you have mm-hmm. a five, 10-year-old Cabernet, that might, be some, that might be some gold right there. Same mm-hmm. thing for beer, the porters and stouts. You can drink a porter and stout, you know, the same the same vintage, the the year on it. And it may be good. It, it might be a little harsh and it may be, you know, your preference. But if you sat on it for a couple of years, it'll mellow out a little bit and that mm-hmm. that flavor become a little bit more richer. But you can't do that with light beers because mm-hmm. with those ingredients, it'll go bad. So and, and the same thing with spirits for the dark. I, I think with with most spirits, you have to age it for a certain amount of time anyway, unless you're making like Bach or something, which is one of the easiest spirits to make. But yeah, mm-hmm. that aging process plays into everything. True, true. I didn't know Vodka was one of the easiest to make. <laughs> you don't have me out yeah, here trying to try to make it now. Any... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can make Vodka out of a pretty, almost any ingredient, any main ingredients you can you can make some Vodka out of. Word. It's like moonshine. <laughs> yeah, I know you heard of some crazy moonshines that's people just trying experiments and and you know making it yeah oh man we're gonna have to talk about that more after this um, <laughs> but uh you know that did remind me so thanksgiving 2018 was in atlanta i bought a pack of, of a four pack of 
Guinness Foreign Extra Stout. Okay. I left two of them down there, and I didn't okay. get to them till this past summer of 2019. Okay, and they're still just as good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, man, they still down there, still in the fridge. <laughs> they still good. They still yeah, like they supposed yeah. to. So yeah, it, yeah. No, long long as they're not exposed to the sun or or the heat. You know, mm-hmm. as long as it's in a cool, dry place or even in a cooler or something like that, they'll they'll sit for a couple of years. Definitely. That's what's up. As I, as we talked about before, you know, I always say it's more than drinking. Yeah. With the brands themselves and when you think about everything that goes into it, there's a story to be told and there's an experience to be had with alcoholic beverages. Okay, now we're going to go ahead and get into the next topic. What are you passionate about? And honestly, I felt like I had picked a better person to have this conversation (laughs) with. Because just knowing how passionate you are about alcoholic beverages and how much you know, and again, having done beer and wine tastings with you, the passion is there. And obviously, in the previous (laughs) segment, everybody could hear it. And as as we spoke about earlier, so finding your passion is fun. Mine is cars and entertainment. Everybody knows how much I love the Volkswagen group and everything. And obviously I'm here podcasting and have, I've done my fair share in the entertainment business. And it's fun. Definitely. I know for a lot of people, finding one, finding your passion sometimes takes work. Definitely. And also what you can do with it. I one time had a friend recommend to me, hey, you know, do a personality assessment, figure out what it is that you're good at. And honestly, that's something like that helped me. And I think that would help a lot of people because that I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. Like, what are what are you good at? Yeah. Definitely. What is it that you like to do? And then take that and figure out what is it that you can do with it? I mean, so go ahead. No, no, no. I was I was just going to piggyback off of that. That's that's definitely it. Like, I mean, I. I feel like that definitely is a good way to look at it and a good way to to get you down the road, but that's not the only way. It's almost like going into college and you know you you think you want to be a doctor <laughs> until you hit those classes and you realize ah I want to do something else or you know you kind of right. bump your head a little bit. So I, I definitely think that's a route, but not everybody gets to that point where they they realize they they don't know what they want to do, you know what I mean? And and to figure out what to do to figure out what they want to do. You get what I'm saying? Right. I guess tell me from your personal experience as far as you getting into alcoholic beverages, like how did that happen for you? It wasn't just really a straight shot. I didn't know this where, where I was going to be, especially coming up as a younger kid and having the troubles that I did and, you know, the disabilities and stuff. I didn't think I'd be somewhere that took – you know, a lot of brain power and extensive knowledge and memory. So I, I kind of bumped my head until I got here. I thought I wanted mm-hmm. to do something, you know what I mean? So I, I know I respect everyone's, can I say, their way of doing it or, or finding their passion or whether it's how they did it or bumping their head like they did me. But I just mm-hmm. know everything is different. Yeah, definitely. Part of it is taking a chance because yes. even and even if you find out what you what it is that you want to do sometimes like for me you know recently again 
went out driving trucks. I, that was just something I did for the money. Right. And really learned that when it took me away from podcasting and it took me away from being a socialite that I am. Yeah. I realized that wasn't for me and that I was already on to something as a podcaster. Yeah. That's my passion. And it, cause yeah. it hurt me being away for three months. Yeah. So, but understanding that sometimes you do things mm-hmm. that you feel like maybe, cause it's like you kind of, you mentioned like you sometimes bump your head and then really figure out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it gets you there. And sometimes it can be risky. Yeah. You know? And but the, the but the great part is, and I and that's why I really want to talk to you about this is because I think you did really well with it, taking and using your passion to your advantage and doing something or making something of it that you Definitely. love doing. Definitely. You know, like it did. A, it does a lot for me when doing because at first I did the first beer tasting. Like yeah, it was fun. You know, we played some poker, but. Like for me, it it just looks like you know a guy's night, whatever. Yeah, on some brews, trying stuff out, giving you our opinion, yeah. so on and so forth. But uh-huh. now that I think about it in hindsight, it's like you were on to something, and yeah. that lead you down this path that you're now on, which I think is really cool. So, <laughs> but just getting back on topic, I don't want to cut into the interview, but you know, just finding finding your your passion is yeah. is I think critical because when you do what you're passionate about most time you're going to be happy and yeah. it's not always about the money because if you do what you're passionate about you love it you make the most of it everything else yeah. will follow i believe in that too there i saw this video and like i said i'll send it to you but this guy was talking about passion and i don't know this guy i don't know he he seems like he's successful or he's doing something with his life or he's got something going on but what he was speaking about passion I never really looked at it the way he was explaining it. It definitely made sense. I definitely agreed. I just had something to add to it. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. what he was saying, what he was saying was passion doesn't pay the bills. And a lot of entrepreneurs nowadays, they get it messed up. They want to go straight for their passion and it doesn't really pay the bills. And his his counter to that was doing something that's that's needed, which we know this is no surprise pretty much a need for doing Mm -hmm. that and getting good at that and then realizing with the lifestyle change and and you know you're able to finance and you'll realize that you like what you're doing you're able to do more of it now I I agree with that I definitely do but with my experience of I started working when I was 10 years old and I've, I've done many different things and I've realized that like prime example the job I have right now is one of the best jobs I've ever, I've ever had. It's paying more than I have before. I have better benefits. I have better time. Everything across the board is better. But this particular time in my life, I cannot wait to stop doing this job to do what I want to do. Now, how does that make sense? How does that make sense at all? You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I found my passion so much. And even with this alcoholic industry, this is just a, a portion of my passion. I feel like passion is a thing that you can take with you wherever you go, put it into whatever you're doing. But what he was saying was, you know, you do something that's needed. And the way I view that is, you know, I don't, I don't really do things because they just make sense. And I feel like something like that, doing something that's needed. People have to go to the bathroom, so toilets are needed. So why don't you open a plumbing business? Because it's always going to be a need. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It, it'll probably work. It'll probably be good. But is that something that wakes you up because you figured out what somebody needed? You get what I'm saying? Right. Is that what gives you energy? Is that what you want to do? Along with what you were saying, like your, your truck, driving trucks and, and taking you away from being social and stuff. I have a similar experience. When I was when I went back to Jersey after I got out of the military, I was working for this construction company, the same company that I worked for eight years before I joined the military. It was completely different. It was completely different. The person I was dealing with, he always had a bad attitude. And it really played out into the rest of my life, my relationship, how I viewed things, my day to day, how I felt. It played out. So I, I definitely get what you were saying about, you know, that just wasn't for you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? All right, now the part we all been waiting for. We're gonna go ahead and ask Mike a few questions, let the listeners get to learn a little bit more about you and you know also some of the things that you got going on. So I wanna go ahead and kick it off with the first question. I know you kind of touched on this in the, in the previous segment. How did you get into the world of alcoholic beverages? Like I told you before, it wasn't something that I knew. I wasn't heading in this direction from the get-go. I kind of stumbled upon it and it actually happened when I was this when I moved back to Jersey and it was just a struggle to live in Jersey. I don't know anybody from up north, you know, it's a different living expense. So mm -hmm. I was looking for a way to make a little bit more income with a more flexible schedule. And something like bartending was one of those things. Me and my wife, we signed up for a bartending class and that's where this it, it just blew up in my head. It just everything changed from there once I took that bartending class and a couple years later now I'm uh, where I am now that's definitely where it started that bartending class wow I yeah. didn't know your wife did that as well that's <laughs> yeah yeah we, we, we graduated yeah. at the same time okay okay just curious is that how you guys met no, 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 okay. no. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. You said you guys did at the same time, so excuse me, me being slow. <laughs> so I, I take it that's when you figured out it was for you, when you yeah. did that bartending class. Okay, yeah. cool deal. Right, so where do you see yourself going with all of this? Like I said, from that class, it, it really blew up in my head how vast and, and wide this industry was. We, we mm -hmm. already talked about it before, the beer, wine, and spirits, but... With my creativity and the way I like to incorporate things with something like this and, you know, thinking about how many different areas of life this touches. So with the alcoholic industry, that touches all races, whether you're religious or you just consume certain times a year or you're more social with it. It really touches different groups of people, whether even somebody's watching a game, you know, you usually drink some beers or something like that. Or, or maybe you're just you want to sip on a rosé during the summer. Like it, it really plays into a lot of different areas of life. Even even something like when we go in a business meeting and you have a drink and, you, you know, you might start off a conversation right off of that. So to take that where where I'm going with it, I mean, it's like I said, it's so open. You've been to one of the tastings you've been to. The beer, that's just one aspect of, of where we're taking it. Wow, that's really cool. It really is. So, Maya, this is one of the, my favorite questions here. <laughs> where 
do you specialize, do you feel? Beer, wine, or spirits? <laughs> I, I know I'm going to let you down with this answer, but I, I like <laughs> them all. <laughs> I like them all equally, and I can explain why. I like them all equally because, again, from that bartending class, it really opened me up to to really learn about these things and why they're different and, and why people are drawn to them. And just like we talked about before, if, if the, the craft industry down here and how it's so vast and so many different styles, if everybody liked the same thing, there'd be one beer, a dark one and a light one. There'd be one wine, a dark one and a, a white one and a red one. But everybody's different. Everybody likes different things. There's a different environment or, or even the weather. The weather changes what you drink at a certain time. I say I like them all equally because I'm still learning about it. And I like to, just like you came to the tasting, I like to talk to you and see what you like and be able to point you in the right direction, be able to help you or or find out exactly what you like about a certain thing. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I, I like them all equally because I'm, I'm a student. I'm a student and I want to learn all about it. I got something else for the question before. So one of the, something that I left out, somewhere I want to take this. One of the ultimate goals, not an ultimate goal, but one of the ultimate goals is to one day have a a university. If you think about a university, a university is like a a college on steroids, pretty much. There's so many different programs and Mm -hmm. things you can do and you can finish full courses. You want to be a doctor and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, with this industry and adding the university to it, okay, so the bartending class that I went to that I like so much, with this university, you can go there and attend a bartending class. But with bartending, they just mainly specialize in mixing spirits. So you don't really necessarily learn about the spirits. You just learn about the techniques on how to serve someone a drink, pretty much. But in this university, you'll learn about mixing. You'll learn about the different styles and where they come from and, and how to incorporate them and it's it's more for somebody who wants to so have you heard of the term sommelier or cicerone cicero yes okay so a cicerone is a, a beer specialist and a sommelier is a wine specialist okay. so with this university you'll be able to go there and if you want to become a cicerone or sommelier you can go to this university and come out a sommelier or cicerone now it takes time and you know the processes are different but you can go to that university and do it. And with that university, you can also go if you just want to take a bartending class or you have spare time and you want to learn a little bit about beer and a, and a class about wine. You can pick exactly what you want to do with that and, and learn. It, the sky's the limit. It's, it's completely up to you with, with this university. You remind me about like the journey to becoming a master chef because like one of my uh, former high school classmates mm-hmm. he is a chef okay. and he does like a lot of traveling he tries a lot of different foods learning a lot of different recipes and he's learning so much and I feel like it would almost be the same journey yeah for someone wanting to become a uh, Cicero right or mm-hmm. a yep. what's the other one Somalia Somalia yeah and being so a part of like that program being taking and going and traveling to different right. places trying the different stuff and, and learning what goes into all of that and because i yeah i even have a friend that worked in the event space for like a 
hot five-star hotel in San Francisco. And he was telling me how like they had to taste and try everything. And he had to know like every wine, every wine, beer and spirit on the menu. And yeah, it was crazy, but it's like, wow, that's how you become the expert. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so. it right there. <laughs> yeah. And that, with that that's university, a- you can, you can definitely do that. Again, that's one of the ultimate goals. That's one of the directions we're taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool stuff, man. It really is. It's, that's the part why I want to have you on and have this conversation because there's so much more to a lot of things in the world than people seeing what meets the eye. Right. When you learn that, because I'm just sitting here and I'm listening to you and I'm in awe and I'm like, wow, okay, now my brain's <laughs> going. It's like the things you can do with this stuff, yeah. the opportunities are limitless. Yes. And that's what, man, that's cool. It's really cool. What we were talking about before about the, the passion, this happens to be one of those areas where it can go both ways. So this mm-hmm. this industry is, is lucrative by itself if you do the right things, but also if you, you add some passion and some creativity to it, you can do a, a thousand times more than that. That's what's up, man. Well, <laughs> well look, I, I, I really enjoyed having you on and i appreciate you taking time out of your day to you know take and sit down and come on the same show to talk about this and also not only give me and the listeners insight to your passion and things that you do but also being able to come on and educate us because some of those things that you share with me i often share with people so definitely wanted oh, to man. you know <laughs> share my platform for you to come on and be able to educate the listeners about these things and kind of help open their mind so <laughs> you know so yeah because i encourage people to try and to, to try to try, try new things yeah because uh, you never know what you like there's a lot of yeah. cool stuff out there um, yeah. and i know it does a lot for me when someone again someone doesn't know what they want yeah. or someone's never had anything and they're like ah, i'm good and like no trust me just try yeah. it you'll like it yeah. oh that's good yeah like, happens all the time well, yeah, like, oh, so best example, one of my boys, he uh, actually, so remember my birthday last year, he, uh, I put him on a porter, okay, and recently we got together for drinks, and he's like, he's like, Cliff, you remember you put me on that porter <laughs> at your birthday uh, gathering, I like to call it, I was like, uh, yeah, he's like, man, no, not porter, brown ale, brown ale, okay, he's okay. like, he's like, that's what I, that's my drink. Brown nails. That's that's my beer. That's my lane of yeah. beer. I said, my God. <laughs> but yeah, it, it made me feel good because like, okay, he doesn't just he probably was just buying any old thing and something that because especially when we talk about alcoholic beverage, a lot of times people buy what they what they know about, you know, what right. what their what their dad drank. Yeah, what, you know, like that kind of stuff. Everybody else is getting. Yeah. Exactly. Like cause yeah. say with me, Corona, my my dad big corona fan and that's how yeah. i got on corona and then from there i gr- pretty much grew into my own like yeah. corona is still near and dear in my heart but yeah. it's like i got other stuff out there like to try and i came to find again like stouts and porters is where it is for me yeah so, yeah thanks yeah. to you um <laughs> so it made me feel good like listen you know my friend coming to me and saying hey cliff remember yeah. last year around this time you know yeah like that's awesome. you, you put me on to something good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You know what thing that uh, I think holds everybody back? Well, a lot of people back. Actually, I have two mm-hmm. things. One thing 
Um, nobody wants to waste money. So if they're going to right. the store, they don't know what they're getting. They don't know. They're going to go to the tried and true or something they, they kind of know about because they mm-hmm. know it, if it's not the best thing in the world, they can they can at least stomach it. So they don't want to waste money. Right. And then the the other thing, which is similar, or, well, it's a little different. By chance, do you like uh, root beer? Yeah. Okay. What about Dr. Pepper? That too. And cheer wine, if you must ask. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I ask that is because usually uh, people that drink soda, they either don't like both of those or they don't like one. So mm-hmm. root beer is is one of those where it's like, ah, no, nah, I, I like everything, but I don't like root beer. So right. imagine trying root beer when you're a kid and you just hated it. And mm-hmm. that was the first face of soda. And you just mm-hmm. knock soda off your list completely. Like, I don't like soda. I had root beer. It's nasty. Right. But how many sodas are there out there? You get what exactly. I'm saying? Same thing for this for this particular industry. Beer, wine, spirits. You taste yeah. one thing. And, and, and a, another thing that goes with that is age. As you mm-hmm. age, your palate changes up a, a little bit. Well, not a little bit. It drastically changes as you age. So mm-hmm. I remember years ago when I tasted Heineken, and I could not believe why people were drinking <laughs> like what is wrong with people but then as i got older you know i tried it again and i realized that you know it just just wasn't for me at the time right you get what i'm saying so yes yeah, <laughs> different things in there <laughs> it's I, i'm just saying it's so true bro it's so true <laughs> yeah true like i used to be that way with budweiser was like heck yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I remember, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, remember I was on a. Uh, it was my second deployment. I was out there in the uh, the Slovakians. So in a in a combat zone, you can't have any type of alcohol, mm-hmm. any type. So they would ship out non-alcoholic beer, and one of them was Budweiser. Oh my gosh! I could not believe <laughs> they was drinking that without alcohol. What are you drinking? That nasty. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But but wow, it's just different as you as you age a little bit. Yeah, totally understand. <laughs> That's something, man. Well, hey, like I said, this this was this was definitely fun. I, I always have a good time with my guests, so I you know I, you know I'm glad that on this latest episode, you know, we were able to have fun as well. Um, so you know, again, I appreciate you uh, coming on and talking to me and the listeners about that. Really quick, you know, again, I want to want to thank the listeners. Thank you all around the world for continuing to listen. Please continue to like, share, subscribe to Sane Show. You know, again, you can find us on IG and Twitter, Sane underscore show, S-A-N-E. Again, that's Sane underscore show, S-A-N-E. And then on Facebook, the Sane Show. And then you can find us on streaming platforms everywhere. Again, so thank you, Mike, for coming on. Um, you guys, if you ever want any more information, feel free to shoot shoot us a message or an email, and I'll be happy to get the answers to your questions or anything like that. And with that being said, this is the same show, the show about nothing and everything. Until next time, we're out. Thank you, sir.